Hey everybody, welcome to the Pop My Culture Podcast. I'm Cole Stratton. And I'm Vanessa Ragland. Hey V, how are you? Pretty good, how are you? I'm doing so well. Woo, what a day. Yeah, indeed, right? We've got another couple. We're we do. We've a couple business lately. We're in the Hollywood Sweetheart Department. Couples therapy with Cole and Vanessa. That's right. I hope your relationship isn't in trouble because we're not therapists. We will not help you. No. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. A little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get to our great guests. <laughs> nice housekeeping sound effects. Thank you. Yeah, it's a broom. Yeah, nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, click five stars, and say, wow, Colin Vanessa really changed my life with this one. <laughs> <laughs> or just be honest. Unless you really hate the show, then don't bother going yeah, to I iTunes. I don't encourage honesty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can also email us. Info at popmyculturepodcast.com. We read everything. We'll write you back. Guest suggestions always welcome. And if you just want to say hi, or if there's something we talked about that reminded you of something from your life, that's fine, too. Just say hello. We love it. I just got a sweet email that I haven't replied to, but thank you. You. you know who you are for saying sweet things about Cole and I. I'll write you back real soon. Sweet. I can't wait to see this. Oh, yeah. I, I hide some of them from you, the real juicy ones. There you go. Uh, also, uh, we are once again in the L.A. Podfest. What? How did we get so lucky? Oliver yeah. is not happy about it. He does not <laughs> want like, us to do it. We're going to have to get a babysitter. That's right. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, we are in the L.A. Podfest. Uh, it is September uh, 26th to the 28th. We have our date. Yay! Our podcast will be on Saturday, September 27th at 4 o'clock. PM. That's 4.20 for all... Just kidding. It's not 4.20. It's not You'd be 20 minutes late. Uh, <laughs> 4 o'clock on Saturday. Yep. Or as I like to say, Saturday. Because that's go. the day I cheat on my diet, bitch. Whoa. whoa. Uh, it's at the Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills. The whole Ooh. thing runs the 26th to the 28th. There's lots of great podcasts involved. So many great guests are going to be there. So many great shows are going to be there. We're excited to be a part of it, and we would love to meet you there. If you go to popmyculturepodcast.com slash podfest... It'll route you to a place where you can buy some tickets, and they keep track of who's sending people where. So uh, please get buy them from us. From us, uh, you can buy single day passes if you just want to see us on that Saturday, or uh, three day passes as well. And if you get the three day pass, imagine the vacation you can have. You're just going to be around chatty, chatty, happy people every day. That's right. That's one of the cool things about the festival, though. All these podcasters are just hanging out at this yeah. hotel and at the bar and stuff like that. So it's a really great chance to come and meet a lot of podcasters and things. So It's the best. And Please last year I couldn't drink because I was pregnant. That's well, right. times have changed, honey. Mama's going to be soused in Beverly Hills, okay? Oh, no. So come see <laughs> Vanessa get sloshed. <laughs> On the 27th. I'm making up a last time. Okay, my breast know. milk is Kahlua. Okay. I don't, I don't know about this character. Uh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one last thing. Uh, we are pretty much listener-supported. We yep. occasionally have a sponsor, but it's your donations that help to keep this thing going. Thank you guys so much. You're always so generous, and it really means a lot to us. There is a donate button on our website. MyCulturePodcast.com. Every little bit helps. And if you donate, we give you a shout-out on the air in a semi-humorous, semi-annoying fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh, Today, beca- we're erring on the side of annoying. There you go. So uh, we uh, actually have reservations at the Hamster Hotel, so oh. we're just going to check in there with them right now, and they're going to help us do this. So let's, uh, let's go there. Yep. Ooh, ooh, this door is so tiny. It's really small. Get on your meat. Oh. Yeah. Hello. Oh. Am I checking in? Yeah, yeah. We're checking in. Okay, great. Just right up here. I am the uh, lead concierge. My name is Booty. Oh, the boy, Gary. Okay, are these people are going to need help. Just a second, sir. Okay. Can I have your name? How can I help you?
Uh, yeah, well, actually, we just were hoping you guys could help us thank some people that donated oh, to the podcast. That's an unusual request. Yeah, Do you so, want a king bed? Or? Uh, sure. Okay, great. That'd great. be terrific. Yeah, you know what that's? That's the size of a shoebox. It's very big. Okay, terrific. Okay. Uh, all right, so look, can you, if you could help us with this, we'll, sure, sure, we'll sure, sure, pay for an upgrade sure. to a suite. Oh, great, 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 great. Uh, all right, so uh, Andrea? Andrea. Okay, that's a beautiful name. I really like her. Andrea, thanks for checking in at the Hampshire Hotel. We're going to give you a complimentary spin on the wheel. I, I had an order with Andrea, and she bought me a, bottle, a water bottle that I like to drink in the corner. Oh, no, if that story doesn't bring a smile to your face, you're crazy. Okay, Great. anybody else? All right, uh, Sean? Sean, Sean. You know what? I knew a little boy named Sean once. He was so nice, he named me Houdini. But it's too bad because I got away, and now I run a Hampshire Hotel, and ain't nobody going to own me again. Terrific. Uh, Daniel is one last one Daniel. here to thank. Oh, that's an Ellen John song. Gary, you ever hear that song? Uh, yeah, it's uh, And it is like Daniel. And You don't need to. Well, those are some beautiful names, and those people show how helpful. Now, can we get you anything else while you're at the checkout table? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks I'm, for that. I'd love some. What is it that you guys eat? What is that stuff? Yeah, I'd love some pellets if you've got any. Get your own pellets, lady. Yeah, get out of here. These are our pellets. There's a free continental breakfast, but that's only for guests. I got in trouble last time I gave somebody some pellets because they just gave me an adult to charity. Okay, get back on the street. Okay, uh, we're just going to go outside. We have a bulldog birthday party to go to anyway. I'm coming around here asking for handouts. Ain't nothing this one free, okay? Okay, we're, we're just going to leave. We're just going to crawl out of here. This store is just as small going out as it is going. Okay, I'm still fat. Okay, well, uh, that was interesting. Yikes! Experience. I think that was the most sincere thank you we've ever gotten. If you'd like a refund, write us at popmyculturepodcast.com. <laughs> Email us there uh, at info at popmyculturepodcast, and we'll uh, we'll we'll apologize profusely for that. And in other news, you can check into the hamster hotel anytime you close your eyes and make a wish, honey. Right. You know, and I like to think we're good improvisers. <laughs> Um, let's get to our guest, shall we? <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our guests today are actors. They are also a couple. You know what? him from things like Scream and Jericho, and you can catch her uh, new web videos, Blind Ambition. Uh, they also just did a short film together, uh, The Girl on the Roof, which is making the rounds. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Skeet Ulrich and Amelia Jackson Gray are here. Hey, guys. I That's it. See, you did, did the you, podcast. We're did done. Did you run it? Great. Is it Ulrich or Ulrich? My brother says Ulrich. So. No. Is that yeah. true? Well, it's my stepdad's last name. So You guys divided on how you said it? He said people spelled it properly if he said it that way. I, I'm like, it ends in a C-H. Well, it's you weird. Know. It's like the German pronunciation would be the K, like yeah. Ulrich. Wait, he, and then, yeah. he says Ulrich or he says... He says Ulrich, and I and say he, Ulrich. He says they spell it right when you say Ulrich? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've heard like when I was looking at some some videos and stuff, I've heard you introduced both ways many times. Like Regis was the hard K, yeah. um, But I uh, I never corrected anybody because, (laughs) yeah. I mean, I've heard it both ways. So well, when he was telling me who said it differently, I was like, "Don't trust Regis." But Regis, yeah, really. How old was Regis? Oh yeah, he was in his prime. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't know when his prime is. It's probably still happening. Maybe. Right. Well, he had that he had that show um, for Sports Illustrated on Fox when it was Fox Sports West. Uh, um, something about the crowd. It was all a sports show. 
And I did it recently and then um, in New York and he was supposed to do the interview and he just decided not to come that day. (laughs) And they're like, yeah, he does that. Oh, my gosh. But come to find out they were canceled like the next week so they oh, wow. he knew the oh. you know they were kind of done what was that? i can't remember the name of that show but it doesn't matter now <laughs> right it's gone uh-huh. yeah no one's gonna see it <laughs> no one's gonna see it uh well let's start with this this is the thing that just got announced uh paul feig who did bridesmaids and freaks and geeks and lots of other things has is now loosely connected to do a all-female version of ghostbusters ghostbusters uh, 3 we were talking about we were talking that about last night, night. it's all ladies we think ghostbusters is awesome Exactly. I think so it's a why, great idea. What, you can't wait? We can't wait. It depends. Why, if if it's like 20-year-olds, I don't really want to see it. If it's meant to be like, uh, as someone said last night, if it's going to be the new Charlie's Angels, I don't want to see it. Yes. But if it's going to be like Susan Sarandon and Michelle Pfeiffer and like, you know, some cool oh, that's good... older actresses, I'm all for it. Yeah. That'd be cool. I have a feeling it'll end up being like Melissa McCarthy, like Chris yeah, that those sounds... people that he works with a lot. Yeah. Which would be, you know, which would be fine. But like my whole thing is like, like Ghostbusters to me feels more like about the characters than the franchise. Like you can reboot yeah. Godzilla because it's a lizard. You can reboot like lots of those other things because it's on those it's yeah. But the, yeah, Ghostbusters was built on Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And yeah. So like, part of me is kind of like, well, why do it? Like, what well, doesn't mean for. there's not a good chemistry with other people that True. could yeah. could take the story and and you know make it just as fun and interesting. But you're right. It was about the relationships and that. And well, I think it's a funny. I mean, I guess this is the debate. Like, is it a gimmick to do an all-female cast? I think it is a gimmick because if not, it would be a male and female. So who's going to play Sigourney? What male is going to play Sigourney Ooh. Weaver's part? Sigourney could still pull it off. Bill Murray should should play Sigourney <gasps> Weaver's part. Then I think I might be in. Yeah, I think that would I be interesting. Like, if there, there was enough like, uh, callback to the original, I mm-hmm. think I would be in. Me too. Yeah. You know? I think it has to be. Really and Harold Ramis is still yeah. in. Le- no, was it Harold? Ra- no, it was... Um, who was it that fell for Sigourney Weaver's character? It's Bill. It was Bill Murray that yeah. did? Yeah, oh, no, so mm-hmm. now we've got some confusion going on. Uh, yeah. Who's the new Bill? Well, they, the, this thing has been in the works for years and years and years and keeps like, it's starting. No, it's not. Like, at one point, like, Chris Farley was going to be in it and then he died. Oh, wow. And then, like, it just kept changing. And, like, Bill Murray said he'd do it, but only if he was a ghost. Like, he had to die in, like, the first frame and then be a ghost or something. <laughs> and they're like, all right, but then that never happened. Yeah. And so it's just weird that this thing has been in the, in the works for like twenty plus years, but, but just never a solid script and without yeah. a concept really. Other no, than I think you would have been done already, and with all the special effects, it's going to yep. be s- such an opportunity to have and so different. Like so the way we just rewatched Ghostbusters like two months ago, yeah, and it's still perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's lovely, so and I actually good. like Ghostbusters too. I'm one of the few. I don't like it more than one, but I do like it. I love so. them both. Yeah, so I'm excited for me. about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Are you? You're How ready for old that? How were we all when that was? Yeah, but they used I mean, human beings as their yeah. turtles. Then. Yeah, I'm a little. I'm stuck. Those I went turtles to, just look dirty. I know. It I looks saw a lot of footage of it when I was at Comic Con. I went to that panel and they showed a lot of footage, and I'm still like on the fence. Like, I can't figure out, like, is this going to be the worst thing ever or is it going to be okay? And there's flashes in the footage that made me think, oh, it might be okay. And then there's flashes in the footage that I was like, this is going to be the worst thing ever. So, like, I can't. <laughs> I'll still see it. But I'm a little scared. Well, Megan Fox came out with something today. Did you see it? Like, some little soundbite of, like, yeah, people are going to talk about it, but they're going to come see the movie, so fuck them. <laughs> like, something really sassy. <laughs> it's like, okay. It sounds about right. Oh. But the thing Beautifully is, are, said, are, are people, <laughs> people going to come see the movie? Like, that's what I'm not sure of. Of course they, they are. It's a, very fant- it's a very successful franchise, but yeah. the buzz is not very good. And sometimes... 
when that happens, it's like an underperforms. Like I don't think yeah, but ten, eleven, twelve year olds aren't reading the buzz. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You yeah. know, and they're the ones saying, "Mom, mom, take me to this, take me to that." And they've see seen this, like at this point, they've probably seen two different generations of the animated. Yeah. You know, like yeah. th- they've not never gone away since it's begun. I was an extra in the first one. I saw uncredited. Sam Rockwell and I. That's right. You guys were thugs. Yeah. Oh, my god. He was like thug one and I was thug two. Congratulations, Sam. I literally watched that a couple months ago and I was like, oh, yeah, I know these guys are in this part. Yeah, that's totally them. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys know each other? We met then and, you know, and, and... I guess about three years later, I mean, I had moved to New York like a year later to study, and he was from New York and um, was studying literally two doors down from my apartment. I saw him on the street. Really? I was like, what are you doing here? And, you know, we've, we were mildly acquainted at the time, and then um, I would, you know, start started doing stuff in town, and, and we'd run into each other here and there, and... It all started with the turtles. Yeah. Like all great bromances yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love the shit out of that first movie when it came out. I saw it, I think, two or three times. I think I was like 14 or like, it was like the perfect age yeah. for it, you it know? It was so good. So I loved it. And so. nothing makes pizza look better. Oh, oh my gosh. Right? I think that movie turned me on to pepperoni and cheese. Oh, my gosh. It's That's the perfect like food. The <laughs> most... I'm allergic to all of it now, but at the time... Lama was the most. Was I didn't realize it at the time, but like that, the mo- some of the most blaz- blatant product placement in a the movie. There's a scene where like they order the pizza and Domino shows up, mm-hmm. and Mike is like, "Where's?" And then the guy's like, "Where's one half or whatever?" And he's underneath in the sewer. And he's like, "Down here, bro!" And so like just slide it through the grate. So they turn it like logo out and very slowly pass it through the grate to him. And like, oh my god, it's like the slowest. That's so funny. Domino's, 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 Domino's. <laughs> like a figure. Children we're hypnotized right yeah you know what's funny is like for the new one I think Pizza Hut is a tie-in sponsor so it's like really yeah because at Comic Con they had like a pizza thrower thing that was shooting pizzas at people that were tied in yeah that was tied in to turtles super dangerous and it was yeah really (laughs) I'd take a black eye from that (laughs) that'd be a weird way to die though right yeah really (laughs) Pizza to the temple. Was it shooting pizza? Honey, yeah, pizza just yeah, hit was, me in the head. It, Lucky girl. <laughs> I didn't get to see it. I think it was similar to like a t-shirt cannon, but for pizza. It really wow. sounds like a bad. It's probably idea. dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> that's dangerous. But yeah. yeah, I hope it's okay. I really do. I it comes know. out soon, huh? Yeah, How next it not week. Be awesome. I mean, you know, turtles running around doing karate. Right. Sounds I think like it sells itself me. with artist names. <laughs> oh, did you see the snafu that? They made on the Australian posters. Oh my god! Yeah, that was so terrible. So the poster is—I don't know if this is the American poster. No, also, well, it, I, I don't, don't think it image, is. But the the image is like the turtles descending from a building as it blows up, and in Australia it's released on September 11th. Oh, and so it's just like this image of a building exploding with 9/11, oh, wow. and it's like oh. Wow! Yeah, nobody like caught that opening like September 11th. No one had caught it. Well, it's the Australian department that did it, and so it doesn't have the same resonance that it does here. And they obviously, so they also reverse their dates. Is it- oh yeah, they do. But it, they literally wrote out September 11th or whatever versus like 11, 11 9, 9, which wow. is, wouldn't have been as bad. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, it's just such a bad snap. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know they actually reversed their dates. I was thinking you were making a joke about how the toilet water is supposed to go in a different <laughs> way. And I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, they that makes run, sense. They run the film backwards there. Yeah. They start in the last reel and they go backwards. <laughs> oh, crazy. Also. I mean, they, it didn't get it. Like, it could have been really bad, but, like, they apologized and people seemed to be like, yeah, all right. Because obviously there's no reason. It was just a total fuck yeah. up. Like, there's no reason that anybody would ever do that intentionally. Unlike some other times, like... There's like the dick on the Little Mermaid poster. You guys remember that? Oh. No. So, it's hidden in the castle. It's just part of the castle. You make it they, sound but like. But they took. But it's a f- very phallic shaped penis <laughs> tower. Phallic shaped penis? In, you don't in, say. In the, no in way. The, uh, in the background of like the castle behind it. Like one of the pillars looks exactly like a penis. And then they changed it after that. So For the, the early, DVD, yeah. The early drafts have that on there. And, wow. Like, I suppose there's stuff like that th- hidden throughout a lot of Disney stuff. The animators snuck in little, little things. But. Interesting. You haven't lived. I haven't got a one quite mine like that. <laughs> oh, too bad. I've worked with like set decorators who will like, you know, they have a running gag where they'll take a a dissected baby doll and plant like pieces of it on the set. Really? Yeah. Oh, and then, like, this is for me. This is just something Then when they watch I the do. movie, they're like, eh, look, there's a head <gasps> under the sofa. That actually segues and, into a good talking point. The needle man. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. The what? Okay, so there's this dude. It doesn't dude. seem like a good segue, but it will in a second. So for a year, police were trying to figure out who was doing this. Somebody at an Illinois grocery store was randomly putting sewing needles inside meat Oh, like sticking the scariest it in the thing of meat ever for like a year, and they couldn't catch anybody. But and people couple... would come in because they'd bitten into it, or <gasps> they'd found it when they were like making the burger. Right, uh. like they're finding these needles. They couldn't figure out who it was. They're checking security footage. They finally caught the guy who was doing it. It was a 68 year old man who was like in a little motorized rascal scooter with like oxygen tanks and stuff. He was just um, pissed off. In, so no, the, the not statement, even. The statement he put out was, I didn't want to hurt nobody. I did it for the hell of it. Every now and then, I would stick one in a hamburger. Mostly hamburger. A couple of times, I did it with a roast. Maybe a pork chop every now and then. But I didn't want to hurt anyone. But I didn't want to yeah. hurt anybody. I was, I was doing it. Sounds like sticking he might have meat. escaped from a mental institution. Yeah, I think he's not okay. Yeah, wow. He's okay. So he's, he's facing seven counts of tampering with meat, which sounds weird, but okay, I guess what's it's a that thing. like four days? Uh, <laughs> it, actually, each count is t- is up to ten years in prison and a two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Whoa! Each count, each count for tampering for tampering with meat. With meat. I wonder yeah. how like what the fine print of what that means is because yeah. That seems like a I long tamper time to go to jail. I tamper with my meat every once right. in a while. Everybody hey, tampers am with I going to go to jail? You're going to jail. You put paprika in there. <laughs> Freeze. <laughs> That's so wild. I didn't. I didn't plan on hurting anyone. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It's just so. It's a funny weird. track to take to not hurt anyone. Yeah. They finally realized it was him because, like, there was footage of him like going and handling the meat and then just going outside Zooming and out. like not buying anything. Well, and and also, they realized it's probably him. Conspicuous if you're on a rascal with an oxygen right? tank, like yeah, you're not yeah. the sneakiest guy, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's just such I a weird thing. I guess he just needed thing. a little buzz. He could have gotten it any other way. Yeah, that is he bizarre. He could have just had more oxygen and been like, Woo. Ooh, yeah, that's right. They have I'll oxygen just do that bars instead and stuff. or something. You know? Have you ever done that? Gone to one of those oxygen bars? Mm-mm. No. Did have you? you? Yeah, no. I did it once. And they used to have one at my college. They had one in Virginia Tech in the like they put in a fancy dining hall and they had like a little oxygen bar. Wow. And wow. 
you just breathe the air and like it was supposed to give you a little buzz and it didn't really do anything for me. It we didn't. had a real bar at all school. Oh, you can, went to a much more fun school. <laughs> I mean, they have oxygen tanks. Like when I did an improv show in Aspen, because it's such a high. Like, oh yeah, that makes they, sense. They would have the oxygen tanks backstage, and people. In case you started laughing too hard. I guess. Well, like, <laughs> you got to control yourself, man. I was fine, fine with the elevation all the time, but then like the last improv scene we did was like we were like pretending we were on treadmills and we were running around the whole time or whatever. Uh-huh. So then when I got off stage, I mean, like, even at regular I'm altitude, stars all that's of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Have some oxygen. <laughs> so yeah, a little sip of that. But I've never visited a bar for air. No. Well, I've seen them in airports and yeah, bizarre places. Like, just... I think it must, Mike. It must make people feel pretty good. I think I was just at an age where I would have rather been drinking alcohol, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be like well, Michael Jackson slept in an oxygen Vegas, tent. Like, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He what? I didn't slept know. in an oxygen tent. Well, he had a tent around his bed, and it pumped pure oxygen into it. Why? Uh, apparently, it's good for his vocal cords, his health in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus, he's just very eccentric, so that's yeah. just something he would do. Yeah. I've heard tales of this poker player, like a professional poker player, who has like a helmet that does that, like pumps oxygen in, and he only sleeps because he plays online in shifts. So he'll do like an hour of sleep with the oxygen, and then play for six hours, and then an hour, like to try to get more. You know, into you're this. an addict when right when you're wow. like, I gotta get back into the helmet, <laughs> and then I gotta get out of the helmet. Like, what, and what was he thinking? Like, oh, I never would have played those pocket well, eights thinking, if I hadn't been in the oxygen tank for an hour. I think it's like the idea you don't have to have much sleep because it's supposed to intensify the amount of sleep you get. So it's kind of, it feels like very like a Kramer thing from Seinfeld. To mm-hmm. Like I'm only going to need to sleep four hours a day, but I'm going to maximize those four hours. Yeah. It's incredibly crazy. This is not a person that could have like many close relationships. No. You can't balance a close relationship. Sorry, honey. That. I got to get in the hyperbolic chamber. <laughs> no problem, babe. Uh, dinner will yeah. be ready at six. Can't do six, babe. Can't do it. Okay. <laughs> I want a divorce. I don't, come out, I don't come out of the air dome until 6.15. Gross. <laughs> no, thanks. There's yeah. a simulated like, workout machines at the moment. Have you seen those? Where no. you can get inside and it's literally, it changes the altitude inside of the um, machine and changes your circulation and all sorts of things. Oh, weird. And, and you're working out while it's happening? Yeah. And uh, you're no, you're just sitting down in this pod. And it's changing the altitude. Like you're going to heights as high as like base camp or something ever. It's like you're going really no. high altitudes and you're in there for like half an hour a day and it's meant to be a great workout. And you just sit But you there. don't do anything. Yeah, you just sit there. That's kind of perfect. How can that be a workout? <laughs> I know, right? You said you were from working out. Is that what you were doing? Yeah. Like in a pod somewhere? Yeah, exactly. Just... Yeah. But you think about it though. Like... I call it a suburban. But... <laughs> If you can tell somebody who's incre- like a, a bit overweight and lazy that like, hey, it counts as a workout if you go sit in this thing, I think people are like, all right, yeah. let's do it. But I bet that's yeah. very expensive. I, that doesn't sound like a cheap sounds, workout yeah. to me. It sounds like a very expensive workout. I'd rather go for a hike. Thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. be a lot cheaper. You'd get a little sun. sun. Not too much. But yeah, a little fresh air. Yeah. Better than the pot. See a little nature. <laughs> oh. People take milk baths too, right? Isn't Madonna rumored to like soak in milk? Yeah, that's a thing. Hmm. We'll do that. <laughs> what does that do? I don't know. It sounds fun. But yeah, I. I, I heard that, I, yeah. my friends soaked in a tomato um, bath to get rid of a skunk. I think perhaps I've heard nothing that, yeah. could be as pretty as the way you just said tomato yeah. bath. Tomato <laughs> bath. <laughs> to get, like so skunk, half American, half British. Yeah, skunk rinsing has never sounded like more charming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tomato bath. Tomato you gotta, bath should be on a list of like phrases to like work yourself into an accent. Like, tomato <laughs> bath. Tomato bath. You know what I mean? Like, that'd be good. Tomato idea. bath. Right. I'm ready, Mr. Lee. <laughs> we can do the scene. Mm-hmm. Tongue twister here for you. I thought they only did that for like animals. People can do it too. 
To get rid of the skunk smell? Oh, yeah. That's how people get rid of it. I guess I never really knew people could be stained. Our dog um, got groomed. It was like he hadn't been groomed in months, probably like 10 months or something, because we like to leave the oils in their coat. Mm -hmm. The day he gets groomed, guess what happens? Skunky. Skunk. Yep. (gasps) Got sprayed by a skunk. Were you walking him when it happened? Yeah. Well, he wasn't on a leash, but he was with us. So he wasn't too close to you. Yeah. He just stuck his nose in the bush, and we didn't even see it, really. And then you smelled it. Isn't that a crazy thing that an animal is built to, like... Like, it seems like if there are all these animals having a meeting about their superpowers, and the bear's like, I got claws and teeth, and, and then the like, <laughs> but like, even like, really smell bad. <laughs> if it, if it, like, let, let's say a human, like, would, could massively fart on you, you wouldn't mess with them, right? That's true. Mm, probably not. <laughs> Maybe that, <laughs> it wouldn't be very popular, but. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that in a movie last night? Oh, last night? Yeah. Um, I saw a, a trailer with somebody saying, Sorry, I farted on you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah. it just sounds so charming for me. <laughs> I, I farted on you. Yeah, remember that from really season three of Downton really Abbey? <laughs> Darling, shall I run a tomato bath? I can't remember what movie that was. Anyway. There's a good <laughs> fart joke out there yeah, somewhere. Right. <laughs> so, some screenwriters listening to this podcast. That's my line! Yeah, yeah. It's you're my line. Editing through the yeah. Tonight I'm you're going to be like, in. that's the line! That's it! I get it! I'm going to call them right now! She farted on him! <laughs> It was worth it, guys. It was all worth it. <laughs> Did you hear about the some people like oh, a, a, a cop has been tweeting like, guys, do not call nine one one when Facebook goes down because I guess a bunch of people do that. Like it's a what? thing that like they say it's not even limited to that. Like when the cable's out and stuff, people will call nine one one to report it. Yeah, so they, like literally had to tweet like wow. it happens all the time. Like what makes you think that that's the, <laughs> that's the step? That's an emergency. Yeah. That shows yeah. like a very simple life, huh? If yeah. that's like your moment of fear, if that's your yeah, really. one moment, you have been. What's your emergency? <laughs> Facebook's down. Facebook's down. <laughs> I, I think can't. somebody might have poked me. I don't know. <laughs> I can't like a photo. I can't like a photo. Nice. <laughs> I'm trying to share this album. Can you just help me? <laughs> Please, just talk me through it. <laughs> that's crazy. It's not okay. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes! <laughs> I was you, reading articles about like what technology does to kids, um, because now like we don't let the baby look at anything. But he, if you're on your phone or anything, like he starts craning his head. Like mm-hmm. the allure of the screen is too great. Mm-hmm. And I was reading about what it supposedly does to brains. It's bad. Really? Yeah, just rots kids' brains. Like ADD. I've heard the opposite. Really? Yeah. Who have you been talking to? Is it well, somebody this is a, that works this for Apple? This is a neurologist who <gasps> what did does. You say? Um, um, oh, she 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 uh, does education evaluations for kids and has for forty years, and they use you know all kinds of sciences to to you know lay out these tests and determine you know different parts of brain activity etc. And I asked her that very question, like, what have you seen yeah. with the height of technology in terms of kids? thought processes and, and their brain function in general and she said we've seen nothing but positive really outcomes yeah because they're exposed to much more the knowledge base is so much deeper it, it 
fires in so many different parts of the brain. Now, if you're talking about straight video games, that's probably that, a different thing. Yeah, I think but, the problem probably with studies is that they don't take into account different kinds of media. So it's like yeah, exposure yeah. to, and then who knows what they're watching, yeah. Um, yeah. as opposed to using it in a thoughtful way. But that's yeah. good to hear that there can be a positive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, I mean, you, I, yeah, we'd have to break it down a little further yeah. to know exactly what um, is positive. I think right? it's but, important to find the balance between those artificial um, stimuli and the you know natural stimuli. Yeah, and just really like allow a child to have a connection to nature and, and really experience it right um, sensorily as much as possible as well as things that are surrounding us all the time like our screens and bleep blop bloop yeah it's important to have that balance yeah because they don't have an innate understanding of any of those things anymore mm-hmm. especially in cities because it's so hard to get it as easily like it's way easier to pass a phone and we spend so much time inside in cities yeah, yeah. all the time like we're inside a lot and so to be outside Getting that natural stimuli is, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also, like, when you're a kid, too, like, you can learn things a lot easier. Like, it's infuriating to try to learn an instrument or a language when you're older. But mm. when you're younger, you can pick it up a lot better. Yeah. So I kind of wish that, like, when I was a kid that I had tried to play something, you know? Because now, if ever I try to, like, learn guitar, I get really frustrated because yeah. I can't quite grasp it. And you always say you were an HBO kid. Right? Yeah. Isn't that your... So I, I grasped HBO at an early age. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, but I mean, that was a thing that I, I grew up watching a lot of those movies and stuff, and it's served me well in this <laughs> stupid bullshit I do now. But uh, in general, like, it's not really a skill. Nice it's skill. not a trade. It's <laughs> not yeah. a trade. You're not a survivalist. No. Well, I wasn't not allowed exactly. to watch much TV, and I didn't get good at anything, so. <laughs> it could go anyway. I'm just <laughs> saying it can really yeah. fall anywhere. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about your short that is making the festival circuit rounds right now uh the girl in the roof like that's your directorial debut skeet right it is yeah and then you wrote it and produced mm-hmm. it as well i did uh so it's really your guys's baby here mm-hmm. uh how's it been received how's it been going uh good we've played it we've had one screening um at a festival and uh and it was very well received it didn't win the festival um but you know what fuck them i know i don't, <laughs> I don't know what did but I hate that film. Yeah, me too. It's Teenage Mutant so Ninja Turtles. Yeah, exactly. Somehow it snuck into the short film. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've had you know very uh, good response, and you know, really sort of sitting there watching it with people for the first time that weren't you know part of the team of making it, uh, feeling their reactions to moments that you really hoped they would react a certain way, and. Uh, and it coming true is really quite amazing. Um, Had you wanted to direct for a while, or not necessarily? I mean, I'd I'd always wanted to direct um, eventually, and I had an idea for you know a, a feature for a long time, which now I'm developing into a series. But um, I always thought I would just wait until I had that ready, and I yeah. didn't have any plans to have it ready. But she's so. You know, uh, forward thinking and and a go getter, and just make stuff happen. And and when she wrote this script for our daughter um, Naya, who's in it, um, you know, it just I couldn't pass it up. And, yeah. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I, I prefer to act. I like performing, mm-hmm. but it's it's in a way much more challenging to direct because you have to consider every character's art yeah. how they blend together how to highlight the, you know i mean it's it it's a takes a lot of 
a lot of thought. I build furniture in my spare time primarily because acting, like, you know, you go to set, you give over what you do, and then you come home with nothing. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to show. There's nothing that's yours. You don't know how it's going to be parsed out in the story, what part's going to be you, what's not, you know, and you really have no control over it. Yeah. And so I wound up building because, it, you know, it's very similar to directing, I know now, in that you're in control of everything. Yeah, and you have a product at the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah, and you're seeing stuff, you know. Now, we didn't, we didn't have the technology to watch dailies at the end of every day. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but you know, on, on anything else, you would. You'd be yeah. watching what you did that day, and, and, you know, and that would be very similar. But the technology exists. The budget didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, yes, the technology is there for sure. Um, but um, but it's a lot of fun. I it's you know it uh, it's a it's definitely a challenge and an interesting one. And it's much like doing crossword puzzles, I guess. You know, just trying to fit it all together and make it work. And you know, knowing what it is you're after. And and you know, I have a pretty specific. Thing, you know, idea of what I think works in yeah. films, just as an audience member, and having worked with some pretty cool directors along the way in my career that you know uh, that you know influenced a lot of what I did with the short, and um, and yeah, I'm very proud of it. I mean, I you know I've seen it so many darn times. I'm oh my like, gosh, yeah. I, I don't even feel anything anymore when it comes <laughs> on. I'm like, oh god, this again. <laughs> You know, but it was neat seeing it with people for the first time and, yeah. and and remembering that reaction I had and seeing that in people. And we had the good fortune of getting to, you know, I wanted to see it projected before we sent it to film festivals because, you know, I mean, we've seen it on a pretty good sized TV, but there's nothing like seeing it projected and hearing it. And um, some friends who work at DreamWorks Post uh, set us up there to oh, see. So we saw awesome. it in Spielberg's personal screening oh, room. Oh my uh, gosh! A few that's days so before cool. the before yeah, the acoustics were perfect in there. Yeah. They were like, "You've got to sit right here in the middle. <gasps> the sound is where." This Bill is Steven's chair. We're like, oh, we gotta sit there. We gotta sit there. <laughs> That's you amazing. The, you got the best chair. Was there one best one that one of you got? There was like. A- I was trying to figure out if he was left-handed or right-handed, and I, <laughs> then I would know which. <laughs> which choice it is. Yeah. Cup holder. We just yeah. sat in the middle of the couple of rows, and I with the best two rows. Yeah. That's awesome. It's very crazy. Seeing it projected is, you know, it's it's beautiful, and yeah. the, the movie is like looks so rich. The, the colors are so. Beautiful. Skeet's really good at um, sculpting something from an idea through to the performances, the music, you know, and the post-production. Um, I think as a producer and a director, um, Skeet really takes on board that that is like the most important job initially is working with the writer. Yeah. And so yeah. he really helped, you know, sculpt the story with me and write um, a lot of the shape a lot of the ideas that I had um, I started watching a lot of Hitchcock movies and I realized that he liked blonde actresses a lot so I was like yes, okay he did. well if Hitchcock yeah. blonde, I like Hitchcock <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start looking into you know his his techniques and his stories and his films and um, he liked blondes a lot because he thought they made the perfect victims it was like bloody footprints in the virgin white snow mm. and all this came together when I was like I want to be in one of your films and so I was like okay well 
think I've got, you know, you'd be the perfect lead for the film. And so I penned her the story for her birthday. She loved it. That is the coolest birthday present ever. Yeah, if right. If I had yeah. ever gotten that kind of birthday present, I would just, like, I can't even imagine. Yeah. So we're going to make a vehicle for you, honey. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Exactly. <laughs> for me? With all your friends. Too, uh, I wanted cool. a gift certificate to Forever 21. <laughs> Oh my god, you guys. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? It sucks. Yeah, you're like movie, girl. That is so awesome. And uh it's fantastic. She just is blows blows herself. I mean, she's just amazing. Yeah, she people are pretty pretty taken by her performance in it. That's so cool. That's great. Yeah. So Ski, you're not in it, you just directed it. Yeah. So like have you thought about trying to do both or do you think that would like I know there's some directors that right. do Yeah, I know, yeah. I, I was asked, uh fortunately I showed um like the second cut of this to some people I had worked with before, some producers, and they asked me to direct a feature <clears throat> you know, after seeing it and they were like, you know, you can act in it, direct it, produce it, all of it, whatever you want, you know, just take over. And and I was like, well, I don't really want to act and direct in it. I think, you know, each are uniquely challenging, yeah. and I'm not at that point. I mean, I've, I've done, you know, a couple dozen movies, but I'm nowhere n- near ready to, to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it was something that I wrote or, you know, had a you know a, an intimate knowledge of the story and and felt like that side of it just had to come out of me acting wise and that's you know then that's one thing yeah you think about billy bob and sling yeah. blade and right. you know how it's much he did for that yeah. and yeah and and you know i guess that's one thing but but as a hired gun you know for somebody else's story i don't know i don't know that i could pull both off yeah yeah that seems tough to me i know that like when matt damon did promised land it was supposed to be his directorial debut too and i think he got like a day or two and he's like i can't do all oh, this really? and yeah. then he yeah. called up gus van sant and said like can you please yeah <laughs> that's a nice number to have in your yeah, right well you know because yeah. goodwill hunting that whole yeah. thing so like yeah. he came on and he did it but like yeah i can't imagine it's really hard when you because you can't watch yourself yeah. and then be in the scene and then it's gonna be weird to go back and then look at the dailies and be like i really don't and then go back and forth and not being able to see it and make adjustments immediately i yeah. just worked with jim wilson who did um dances with wolves which costner starred in and directed and um and you know you and jim directed this film that we did recently and um he told me a lot about it and you know I, I think in a lot of ways Jim directed the movie on the day to day sort of you know take by take sort of directing and it seems like there has to be that yeah you have yeah. to have a really good producer really trust that, to, yeah, yeah. somebody that's collaborating with you because I don't know and I'm not one that, as an actor who likes to come back and watch playback you know and I know lots of people do Jeff Bridges does you know and he'll tweak one little thing and it'll transform a scene because he watched you know it t- but I, it just makes me too self-conscious so yeah. to to be directing and having to see it and also like watching yourself i don't like, know i, I don't know if the be... acting is good my, my chin though my chin is bad yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, we tough. need to switch angles <laughs> that's gonna cost us an hour i don't care i don't care do you see do you see what my face is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you've worked with some crazy, amazing directors. Like, you've, yeah. like if you look at your your filmography, the people you've worked with, like Ang Lee and James L. Yeah. Brooks and uh, Richard Linklater, who 
is pretty astounding. I mean, Boyhood's Bruce Beresford. amazing. Bruce, Bruce Beresford, Beresford. Yeah. Boyhood's my my favorite movie. Yeah. I haven't gotten Isn't to see it yet. It's I'm so, so sad. It's just, I mean, if one, it's an amazing technical achievement in yeah. a sense. Like the fact that it actually worked. To think that you can get a cast to sign on for twelve years and it's all gonna work out is pretty amazing yeah. that it did. And the fact that the kid is good throughout. You know, that's a that's the first thing he said. Well, I have not seen him since we did the Newton Boys and probably since the premiere of that or whatever, shortly after. And his daughter was like five at the time. And uh, and so he invited us to CAA to see Boyhood to see the screening of it and um, and so I was chatting with him after and that was the first thing he said he said I got so lucky with that kid like he could have wound up being a nightmare yeah right. you know it could have been completely uninteresting or completely you know but he's a little rock star you know and I mean he was so proud of this of this kid and obviously of his daughter. Um, but, but, yeah, that was the first thought on his mind was this could have gone really wrong. Yeah, because right. what are the odds that it didn't? I mean, that's amazing. I think yeah. that movie, like, sculpted them, the kids. I think they really parented. I mean, the film is about parenting. Um, it explores parenting and growing up as a, as a kid, adolescence. And uh, I think that, that that movie really parents those kids. And those p- kids were parented creatively by Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke and Richard Linklater through the 12 years that they were that filming. That is so wild. They got, Can you imagine that being your adolescent experience? I know. They yeah. were filming for a week, one week every single year for 12 years. Ugh. And like, then it's not just them that come in and out of it, too. Like There's characters that are in it and then come back six years later or whatever, so mm-hmm. even that actor. And I feel like most of them came back like there's only one thing i really noticed was like one of the adopted kids and mm-hmm. her middle marriage or whatever like d- during his high school graduation like oh he couldn't make it he's on a senior trip that my guess is like that's the one that was yeah like, i had heard you know, i was working in austin uh with some people who worked on that you know through the years and they said they had some issues with people um bowing out you know right. and and so, a lot of them they talked back into it but some they didn't and that might have been one of those instances right but like most, like you know, most of the major characters all are there the entire time or come in and out. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's not like short. It's like two hours and forty five minutes, but it doesn't feel long. It moves like in a nice, like yeah. leisurely pace. But it's really pretty amazingly done. He's fascinating. You know, I'll never forget. Like, you don't read for him. Like, I never read a scene. We sat oh, and yeah. chatted. Really? And how does he know he wants to chat to you? Well, because I told him how I related to You know, he was like, let's talk about the script, you know? And so we talked about the script and, you know, and you talk about, you know, different things and how it relates to you and this and that. And he gets a sense of, you know, what so it means So there was to never you. an audition? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't audition for Ang Lee either. No way. <laughs> I refused to. Sassy. <laughs> this man. No, I just sort of I just sort of knew like, you know, in a way that well, I guess I didn't know, but I suspected I, I told them I told my manager at the time, I was like, you know, she was like, He really wants you to come in and read and I said, Tell him I can play the part, but I cannot play it in a room. It's a civil war movie. Like yeah. what am I gonna do sit on the chair and like oh pretend like I'm like so I, I declined, and then they cast Matt Damon, and then he dropped out to do Talented Mr. Ripley, and then he was like, please just have him come in and read, you know? And I was like, no. You still said no? I said no. 
And then, this they, is then he an offered it to move. me. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. think this, like, if you're listening and you're a struggling actor, I don't think this is great advice. That's not the good, but that was like my, <laughs> yeah, oh God, that was like my 12th You're very yeah. established at that right. time. Yeah. You've got a lot of stuff on film you can look at if yeah. you want to see what you're And we had, a, we had like an hour and a half conversation at Fox, you know, when I first met him. And I was living in Virginia at the time. Oh, in really? A, in a Civil War surgeon's operating room was oh, my bedroom. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I was sort of steeped in Civil War. Or, you know, in understanding it and following it, and, and I had read Shelby Foote's trilogy, which is a three thousand page odyssey on the Civil War, and and so I had a lot to talk about yeah. with them. And James Seamus is a very talented guy and writer, and you know, and we had we had really interesting talks, and I think that's why he was so keen, you know, on me doing it was just you know the understanding. And I told him, listen. I would fight for my land right now. Like, if somebody yeah. came and tried to take it, I'd fight for it, absolutely. Wow. And, and I think that's I think that's like, a good selling point. Yeah. yeah like, right. okay, yeah. this guy gets it. Yeah, yeah. totally. He gets it. So, but there, yeah, I've been fortunate to work with some outstanding directors. Very lucky. Well, from that's those great. people, you said when you were directing that you kind of drew on some of your experience with directors. Were there specific yeah. guys that were like... Uh, Specific ideas that Mm -hmm. I think are universal to several of them. Um, Ang uses close-ups very sparingly. And I I agree with it because there's no chemistry in close-ups. Like, if I'm shooting the two of you sitting here, I can see, based on your body language, when he says something that you agree with, disagree, you know, there's a chemistry there that exists viscerally. You know, if I try and generate that chemistry and cut tight on you and then tight on you, you know, Casablanca style right. or right. what Hitchcock used to yeah. do, all that. What a lot of directors do, you know, then you lose chemistry. And I find yeah. as an audience member when when there's a lot of cuts, I feel this sort of roller coaster of energy inside of me. It's very slight, but mm-hmm. I sort of feel like uh, I'm, I'm in it, I'm in it, and then I'm not, and then I'm back in it, and then right. I'm not, and then it... And so I like Robert Altman and Cassavetti's sort of style of staying back, you know, allowing the actors to fill the space, giving them the, you know, appropriate things to do that feels lifelike and using your close-ups as story points mm. instead of just using it as a formula. Yeah. And right. um and so that was probably the main one. I, I really love Warner's, you know, transitioning through action into a whole another piece of action that you know, without a, a cut, and yeah. um, and so those were kind of the the two big ideas that. That's something I'm actually really proud of in our in our, uh, the girl on the roof. I'm sure is that Skeet matches um, Cassavetti and, and and Hitchcock beautifully. He he has a nice balance between it because the writing is very Hitchcockian inspired, mm-hmm. and the style of shooting is very Cassavetti's, but there is still that Hitchcock charm. And yeah. I think he captures both really well. Like, That's so cool. Did you guys have a lot of discussions together about what that would look like? Or did you We've talked just over the years about these types of things, right. you know, mm-hmm. how Cassavetti shoots things. And, you know, we've watched Cassavetti movies together. And, yeah. Um, we've watched Hitchcock movies together. And we've talked about the short in, from a Hitchcock standpoint. And, and then from a standpoint of making it as, you know, poetic and as authentic and in our day and age and our society as, as possible with a timeless sort of edge. Yeah. I mean, that's the thrust of the idea of that story is, you know, rich, poor, black, white, whatever. If you're raised in a loveless environment, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. And, right. Or can happen. And, um, 
And, you know, that's, that's the controlling idea. And um, I think we pulled it off. I think there's a real sense of that. And, and there's also, you know, I mean, it has a sort of sub-theme of bullying. You know, it's a bit of an anti-bullying sort of piece. Yeah. And, but we, didn't, we never stood on a soapbox and say it. You know, there's so much else mm-hmm. going on that it's, it's, you know, just another component of her existence. So... So, you know, I look forward to seeing the thing. Yeah, me too. Sounds so good. <laughs> uh, well, let's do first. Okay. We do this every podcast. It's a different first from life. Uh, this is, since we're 155 in, of doing different first questions. <laughs> uh, what was the first movie you can remember, like, lining up to get tickets and waiting a long time to see, to get into? E.T. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that very clearly in Concord, North Carolina. My mom, my brother, and I, long line. I mean, I remember other movies I saw first, but none that we lined up for or, like, you know, were so uh, eager to see. That one pays off, too, because it's, like, a perfect movie. Yeah. At the short festival, um, Richard Dreyfuss did a a short and was there talking on the first day, and he said E.T. was um, Spielberg's sequel to... uh, uh, what's the alien invasion movie? Yeah, the Encounters. Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Close Encounters. Yeah. Oh. yeah. That thematically, that was his sequel to it. The only. Oh my gosh, I love it. Go figure. I've never heard that. Yeah. What was yours? Uh, for me, it would have to be Titanic. Oh. <laughs> that was the first <laughs> oh, one no. you ever lined up for. Then, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it was like sold out every every day. Leo Mania. Did you see it multiple times? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It was the perfect storm of you know James Cameron and Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the perfect song. And Billy Zane. Let's not forget and Billy Zane. And yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah, what's wrong with Billy? Everybody was at their height of like... It was just... Yeah. That movie was just sheer perfection. And... <laughs> She's kind of blushing. She's blushing now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, I had Leomania. Oh. Leomania. That man, he has made a lot of good decisions. Yeah. I was looking over his like filmography recently and like, man, what a fun career has he had. Yeah. Like it also helps that Martin Scorsese calls up every fifteen minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Wanna do, Wanna this? do another one? <laughs> sure. All right. Well sure. I'm on a Absolutely. boat with a supermodel <laughs> right now, but as soon as we hit land <laughs> Okay. I'll read the script. The How first you, Vanessa, one I like it was mine is embarrassing and it's a sad story. Well not sad. Like that's no. the most white person thing I could say. This is a sad story. I wanted to see Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and we stayed in the long line, and then they were sold out. Oh, that's like the first most world problems. Sad oh, yeah. story. <laughs> but then I got my pride was so hurt by that, like because I was so excited I was going to see it, that I refused to see it in the theater after that. Oh, wow. isn't that weird? <laughs> Take a stand. Like my parents were like, we you either add more like, seats or I'm never seeing it. <laughs> Rebuild yeah. this place. Some people are freedom fighters. <laughs> and then there's me. <laughs> I saw it on VHS, don't worry. Loved it. Awesome. Loved it. Amazing. Did you rewind? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I gotta rewatch that big that big cookie scene. That's go. where it's at. That's where it's at. <laughs> what, what about, about you, you Cole? I mean I I, ve- I I very definitely remember waiting like six or seven hours in line for Jurassic Park to see the Whoa. midnight screening of it. But wow. even before that, uh, when Dick Tracy came out. Uh, there was a midnight screening, and I was, I think, in eighth grade or something, and it was like $20 a ticket, and the ticket was a t-shirt, which I still have, 
Um, which it looks like a movie ticket. It says admit one, and it shows Dick Tracy's like oh, logo, wow. and then it says Dick Tracy and the date and the time. And it says I was there first. Like it's a oh, big thing. Oh my god! Wow, and of cool. course, it was like extra large because like that's what they gave you. Like yeah. there was no choice in t-shirt sizes, and I was you know tiny, so it was like this massive like, <laughs> thing I was wearing. Now it looks fits fine, but back then not so <laughs> now much. They're huge. Uh, yeah, but because uh, an extra large fifteen. 20 years ago is very different than an extra large now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it just said um, Dick Trey. Dick Trey. <laughs> Dick Trey. Different movie. Different movie. Different movie Don't go to that one. Uh, but yeah, I remember going to the minute training of that and wearing the t-shirt and being really excited about it and then going to school the next day and being like, I saw it, guys. You wore the t-shirt the next day, Of obviously. course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things were much more of an event when you couldn't buy tickets online and all that Mm. stuff. You had to really make the effort. Yeah, now, like, I mean, I love the fact that it's reserved seating in a lot of places and you can literally buy a ticket, show up five minutes before it starts, and not have to wait in line for four hours. We just well, saw yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Have you guys seen that yeah, yet? Yeah, fantastic. Well, John saw it right? last night. It's I had very funny. Did you guys remember the theaters? <laughs> I think it was in Virginia where they showed the wrong Guardians. They showed Rise of the Guardians. What? Which is that animated thing the that came out a couple thing? years ago. No, that's that's the Guardians of Gahul. Of Gahul or How did that happen? I think it's because the canister just said Guardians on it. And then it got wouldn't even be a canister thing. anymore. It'd be a hard drive. <laughs> Whatever it was, wow. uh, was mislabeled. And so they started playing it. It's the thing. The first reel of Rise of the Guardians comes on, which is that animated film like with Chris Pine. It was like Jack Frost and the Easter Bunny and all oh, those things. Yeah. All so that comes on, and this is like a Thursday screening, and people are like, what the hell? So they stop it, and they're like, sorry, guys, we're trying to figure this out. And then they start it again, and same thing happens. And then they start it a third time. And the previews are different. It's like Interstellar pops up, so they're thinking, okay, good. And then same thing. Oh, <laughs> so hmm. then they offer them like a refund, and then they'll take us to a later oh show or whatever. Gosh. But it happened at one or two different theaters where that <laughs> happened. Wow. Which is hilarious. I was like, I can't imagine being like so excited to finally see this movie. It's a big summer tent pole. And, you know, if you're a kid or whatever and going and literally having that happen to you, and yeah. be like, nope, sorry, you're not seeing yeah. it. Oh, my gosh. We were really excited to see it, too. And we went on the first night, and we took the kids, and... It's just like seeing a Marvel movie that's different from all the others. Yeah. You know, we've seen a lot of Batmans and Spider-Mans and, yeah. you know, it's like, I want to see something new. And this one is just... It's um, so silly and like, it doesn't take itself terribly seriously. Like no, a lot of the Marvel movies I thought do. he was great, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's amazing. Yeah. He's Han Solo. Like, it's just yeah. Han Solo for a new generation. It's so good. You'll love it, V. I can't wait. It. I know, I'm so excited. I haven't seen a movie get this much, like, from this many different kinds of people, positive feedback on social media. Like, I feel like... Everybody that I know is either tweeting or Facebooking about how happy it made them and like what a fun experience. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and it's doing huge business that you haven't seen. Ninety-four million. Yeah, they created this just like such an original world. Yeah, Um, I'm so excited. That's the most exciting part of it. And everyone keeps telling me I'm going to want a group. I don't even know what it means yet. Or a rocket. (laughs) A Groot, yeah. What's hilarious to me about it is, like, I used to read that comic way back when, even before Groot and Rocket Raccoon were in it. Like, it was, like, a different cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. But I used to always joke, like, hey, to my buddy who I'd go see Marvel's movies with, like, Daredevil and those crappy ones. Like, hey, when Guardians of the Galaxy opens, we'll be first in line. (laughs) And then they made it, and it's amazing. And and you were third in line. I was third. third. You didn't even get a T-shirt. Couldn't get there early enough. We were sitting watching with the kids afterwards, um, eating, like, some chicken pot pie or something, and we were, like, asking the kids what, what who are your favorite characters in guardians of the galaxy naya and i had the same favorite character who is it 
Groot. Yeah, yeah. Groot. Getting a lot yeah. of buzz Pretty on this group. Yeah. Something. And Ski, Ski, who did you like? I liked Chris Pratt's character. I can't remember his name. Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah, Star Lord. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah. I mean, Vin Diesel does the voice of Groot. He probably was in the booth for thirty Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am Groot. I, I don't know how many variations they tried. <laughs> yeah. Like, right, I think you're good, Vin. Thanks. Yeah. It building. was amazing how unrecognizable the voices were. Like. Uh, Bradley Cooper, like it didn't really sound. No, like it him. didn't. He really did, like, hey, you know, from the Bronx, some yeah. wise guy kind of <laughs> yeah. thing. That like it was really unexpected. Yeah, I kind of expected it to be that that wry, sarcastic Bradley Cooper yeah. thing that he does. Vin but, Diesel, like you wouldn't. Yeah. Know. I mean, you wouldn't know anybody who did that. I am Groot. Oh and uh, spoiler, uh, guys, if you haven't seen it yet, don't oh, listen to no. this part. It's not going to kill anything for you. It's at the end credits. You know, they always do little things. Did you guys stay all the way through? Yeah. So there's uh, a Marvel character that pops up that was people forget is a Marvel character, Howard the Duck, who, um, you know, that movie. Oh, Bond maybe we didn't stay long enough because we, we didn't stay all the way through the credits. The very at the end, very end. They go back. Groot dancing. That was the last yeah, there's at the very end, they pop back up. It goes back to the collector of Benicio Del Toro and his destroyed thing. Oh. And then he's just sitting there drinking coffee or whatever. And then you hear somebody go like, uh, the dog starts licking him like the space dog. And yeah. he goes like, oh, boy, how, why do you let that guy lick you? That's weird. And it's Howard the Duck. Uh, and then the little thing pops up and says like Howard the Duck copyright Marvel blah 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 and Seth Green did his voice they don't tell you that but huh. it is oh, Seth Green so that's cool there you go jokes on jokes ding ding yep what and it was met with very mixed reaction from the audience so like a lot of people were like yay and some people were like no <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I heard a rumor but I don't know if it's true I, I had a rumor on Instagram that the, the little Groot at the end that was dancing is yeah. actually the director's dance movements really? James oh, Gunn James I, I believe it, it. Oh I believe gosh. it I hope that's true all right, well, let's, uh, we're running out of time here, so let's, let's do my questions. We're going to do a build a movie. Uh, this is the thing where between all the four of us, we just build this perfect movie. There's, everything is possible. There's no budget constraints. If we were to put this movie together, let's build the ultimate teen slasher horror flick because <laughs> that's a big market. You, of course, were in Scream. Mm-hmm. Um, so nowadays, if we were to greenlight one of these, uh, let's just let's make it a magical thing. Okay, it's a good idea. I, I want to work like with like killer polar bears. Oh, okay. yeah, this is dark. Because I like polar bears; they're really cute, and <laughs> I think they should get back on. Okay, back so it's a bunch. Us. So we have some it's teens. Arctic. They're taking a they're taking a trip to Alaska to Anchorage or whatever, and they're going out in, out in the wilderness there. Mm-hmm. So that way, there could be polar bears. Oh, and, and one of the teens gets kicked gets kicked in the ice hole. <gasps> oh, <nice. laughs> that's an old old joke. And then and then someone jumps in to save them. <laughs> And then they pull them out of the ice hole and make out for a little bit. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the teens have to be, well, who can, who's like teenager now? Maybe that girl from Modern Family that's so gorgeous. Sarah Hyland? Yes. The older one? Yes. Okay, she so Sarah Hyland's in it. We need one of those girls. <laughs> Justin Bieber. Oh, oh no. Dude, but oh, he come dies. Come on, that's up. bank. People are going to show up. He dies up. so early. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like the in. Drew Barrymore yeah. of like... He's like bait, bear yeah. fodder. Yeah, 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 he's like, yo, let me get this selfie with this bear, B. And then he's gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They bite his head off. <laughs> and I got just for a while. <laughs> he, like, yeah, starts singing and then it's like gone. Yeah, and his friends Facebook are and his friends are like, eh, and then they move on. Nobody knows. So then yeah, there's no reception up yeah. there. Yeah, so things start going bad. Down. Oh Instagram's right. down, Twitter, nothing. Nothing. And it's just it's like bleak. Bears. 
ice, and boobs. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, the nipples will be so pointy because of the weather. Guys, yeah. are it, right? it sounds like my yeah. kind of movie. Yeah, and their 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 luggage didn't make it. Oh no! And they came from like Hawaii. <laughs> so they only are in bikinis. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. Okay, so it's literally it's called Bears Ice and Boobs. Yeah. And, oh, uh, one of the moms is like because you know how they always make moms super young. It's Scarlett Johansson. Is like the the um, chaperone mom. Okay, so, so she's there in her bikini too. There's a crazy old like trapper, like oh, French Canadian yeah. trapper guy yeah, who they yeah, run yeah, into yeah. with a big stalker. Yeah, Chris yeah. Cooper, stalker. Hat. Chris Cooper. All right, yeah. Chris, Chris Cooper. Cooper can play yeah. Him. Oh, Jack Black. yeah, he's got a good French oh, accent. Yeah, Jack yeah. Black. <laughs> he can do it. Jack, yeah, Jack Black. Black and that. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> yes, when I think French, <laughs> I think Jack Black. Jack Black for sure. He can do straight and comedy. Not Lethair Bluto or. Yeah. Dudes were tracking a, a polar bear. That'd be, that'd be Jack Black. Yeah. Um, that was really I'd good. Go, I'd go, thank you. I'd go see it. I would too. I, I'd go see it. I'll show up for that. Bears, ice, and boobs. And we had uh, we did this last episode, and uh, one of our listeners, Rick, uh, did an amazing oh Photoshop poster for the movie we created. So please, Rick, or anyone else listening to it, Photoshop us a poster. For bears, ice, and boobs. Oh. Uh, it's got to have Chris Cooper, Jack Black, Sarah Hyland, and Scarlett Johansson in it. You can add anybody oh, else Bieber you want to it, too. And, and Justin Bieber. Call, yeah. And Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's time for my question. Yep, let's do it. Have either of you guys ever met an Olsen twin? No, but one of our favorite actresses is the young one. Yeah, Elizabeth. she's so. I've she's met so the good. mom. We just you watched. have. Yeah. It, does she come across as a brilliant businesswoman? She's very nice. I I don't know what her business deal is, but um, uh, her her daughter now goes to school with Naya with <gasps> my daughter. Oh my um, gosh. So I've seen her a couple Presence of times, and she was very nice. We just watched In Secret with the with Elizabeth Elizabeth Olsen, Olsen. this weekend. It was she's so good in everything. Yeah, she's we phenomenal. watched it because we knew that it would be good with her. In it. She's amazing. Yeah, uh, and we studied at the same awesome. place. Did you really? Yeah, in New Whoa. York, in Atlantic. Yeah. Well, it turns out good people. It sure does. It has, people. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. I'm Very so excited school. to see what else she does as an actress because she's yeah. Amazing. But I have not met one of the twins. Well, we haven't lived yet, then. Yeah, folks. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this one is for you. Uh, if any film or show you've done could be rewritten by David Mamet, because I don't know, is that true mm. that you have a, mo- a Mamet moment in your life? I, I had many. I, I studied under him for and years. And he discovered you. Like how did well, he didn't really discover me? I, I yeah. I I went to school. You know, yeah. and the reason I wound up with him is because. You didn't have to audition for his program. That's a theme with you. Yeah, I know. You're like, I'm not fucking showing up. I'm not auditioning, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, I mean, I was coming out of North Carolina, you know, from a racing family. And um, I was like, I'm never going to get an NYU. Oh, my God, here's a program. You don't have to audition. (laughs) Nice. It turned out to be mammoths. And his theory is he gives, you know, 10 questions. And it takes, it took me two weeks to find the answers to these. And if his theory is that if you have the willpower to find the answers to these, you have the willpower to train here oh and gosh. to become an actor. So, Smart man. Yeah. So, okay. but anyway. so if he could rewrite any project you've done, what project would it be? And what do you think that would kind of look like? Oh, turn wow. into? that's interesting. I think, you know, artistically, which is probably not the answer you're looking for. <laughs> How could you tell? <laughs> it would be interesting. I did Kevin Spacey's directorial debut, Albino Alligator. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think it would, I mean, our writer was great, Christian Forte. Yeah. But, um, and it was his first script. But I, but I think it would have been interesting to see how he 
you know, would have, what he would have done with that. But on a non-artistic level, <laughs> I did a comedy with Leslie Nielsen, which I, I think we could have used some depth. <laughs> so, could you yeah. brush up on this? Yeah, <laughs> which, was a, which was similar to the movie we just created without the, <laughs> without the boobs. Right. Boobs, eyes, um, just the eyes and bears. Yeah, well, yeah, it was like... Uh, chili yeah, dogs. Chili dogs. A great film. It's like an I did a rod comedy. Um, I love it. Rick Mail was in it as well. He was so good. Oh, oh my God, that's fantastic. awesome. Yeah, yeah, he just passed. Yeah, it's a bummer. So, so, so I guys, I have to move on to another uh, funny yeah, question. Yeah. I hate doing that after this, like an RIP <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, yeah. anyway, back to boogers. <laughs> okay, so this is for both of you guys. Would you rather keep the name of any character you've ever played? Because I was looking through your IMDb's and you both had some oh, good wow. names that you've had, or give yourself a dream nickname. Like it can be anything. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, my dream nickname would be like Roger, <laughs> since I have ski. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was, that's yeah. kind of what inspired it. Like, it's gonna have to be far. something yeah. common. Mike, I want to be called Mike. <laughs> I think mine would have to be something like Shakespearean, where it just doubles as like a male female, more, more kind of male female like names, you know, like Bob. <laughs> it's very Shakespearean. Bob, so Bob is so Shakespearean. I know yeah. so many girls called Bob. You know? Yeah, yeah, it is like a lot of <laughs> Barb and Roger. Are those your real names? Those sound like nicknames. No, something more like cool. I think like maybe like Lennon, our friend's baby's cool. Ooh, Lennon. that's a I good think name. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's a really yeah, that's good cool. Name. Something cool like that. Um, well, this is the question you saw coming a mile away. You have angered a wizard, and he's giving you a choice between two punishments. You both have to make this choice. Mm. Either you live your life in your body, but with your partner's genitals, and your partner becomes like the Barbie genderless version, (laughs) like smooth plastic. Okay. Or, for both of you, you lose your senses of taste and touch forever. I just watched a movie with you and McGregor about that. Oh, well, that no. Well, well it's not about the Barbie part. <laughs> <laughs> it's about people losing the sense of taste or smell. Um, taste and touch. Huh? Yeah. I think I think we'd swap genitals. You're making her a Barbie. You're I mean, but what would be the point of taste and touch if she's a piece of plastic? No, she's not like plastic. She just has no actual genitals. Does that make Same sense? Same thing. <laughs> I can't tamper with that meat. There you go. Where's the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah, not being able to touch be as bad as the plastic or the gem. Yeah, the I know. That's a tough one. Thank you. I think, yeah. yeah I think, I think I, David Mamet would approve. Yeah. I'm ready for the programs. I would probably go for the Barbie one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know. Penis. Do you realize that? Wow. That you can't feel. No, you can you feel can, it. Yeah. I can't feel it. Right. Oh, sorry. Oh, well. Um, this is your final question, and it's called Animal at Heart. If you get to be an animal for one day, what do you be? And you also have to kill one animal as this animal. Oh, That's wow. Okay. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I think any kind of bird would be pretty cool. Just to fly. Yeah. That would be amazing. And who are you going to swoop in on? I think I'd, you know, I'd probably take out half a Congress. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of animals in Congress. Yeah, and um, with your talent. Yeah, you maybe a rattlesnake more. though, because rattlesnakes uh, are pretty gnarly. They're so yeah. scary. Yeah. That that animal exists is terrifying. Yeah, it's the opposite end. Of, like a skunk is like a silly thing. Yeah, that was made. A rattlesnake is a horrible idea. Yes, right. Yeah. <sighs> oh goodness, you dear, like a mountain lion or something. Ooh, nice. So magical and yeah. powerful oh, pretty cool. and beautiful. And uh, I've seen one once and. I got really scared. It almost <laughs> ate me. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, it jumped <laughs> over my head. Oh, <gasps> really? Whoa. Yeah. So Where here? It was just weirdly enough, 
like of all the places because I like to hike and, and yeah. go exploring in, in various places all over the place that are way more dangerous than this place. But it was underneath the Hollywood sign. Oh wow! In Griffith Whoa. Park. Oh, the, that was the cougars in Hollywood yeah. are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to get signed. I thought you might have had an yeah. agent. It was coming in. It was they were trying to give you head. Yeah. Very strange. Yeah. So who are you going to kill? Uh, that was busting. Oh, it would have no. to be like you know. Let's just you know go for like Justin Bieber or something. Oh, oh, yeah. nice. What kind of animal would you kill? He's an animal. He is an animal. It would have to be somebody in Hollywood, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Since we already killed him in the horror movie, it's like, I don't want to say anybody else. Yeah, I think you're playing it safe. But, yeah. But yeah. still smart. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> well, you guys made it all the way through. Yay! Uh, you guys are on Twitter. People can follow you there, yeah. I believe. So yeah. it's uh, Skeet, you're at SkeetMe1. Mm-hmm. And Amelia, you're at AmeliaJG. Yes. And your short's on there, too, uh, at T-G-O-T-R Film. Mm-hmm. The girl on the roof. Yeah. There you go. So everybody follow those. Uh, we're on there as well. I'm at Cole Stratton. I'm at Vanessa Ratland. The podcast is at PMC Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. So much fun. Subscribe to the Pop My Culture Podcast on iTunes. Check us out online at popmyculturepodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter at PMC Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>